Lemon lemon liniment. Lemon liniment. Lemon liniment. I can't hear you. Oh really? Oh wait, now I can't. What the hell? Um maybe it's can you hear me though? No, now I can. Not as loud, but I can hear you. Well my volume's not very high. Is that there? Can I just say you look sexy? Ah oh, yes. <laughs> oh, oh stop it. I have to do this now. I got my glasses as well, just I don't know man. Who's this handsome devil here? Is he the prodigal son of the Hell's Angels? What? I said who's this handsome devil here? Is he the prodigal son of the Devil's Angels? The Hell Hell's Angels? I said it right the first time. Hey, I guess that's alright. We can do this. So, dude. <laughs> we definitely need that. Um, I thought I wrote some notes about adulting, but... I like... Uh, yeah. Anyway, but you ha do you have what you wanted to say about adulting? Yeah, kind of. I wrote some notes too, but like similar to the way you did. <laughs> <laughs> that's but that's all we need, man. As long as the juices got stirred, you know. So how do we stir the juices? Nah, should we just like open up the episode? I don't know. Okay, let's open up the episode. Um, should I go or should you go? I question myself when I want to go. I'm like, am I saying this right? What should I say? Okay, guys, welcome back to episode zero two of Void Runners with your hosts Amar Romascan and Pierre Hawley. Do you have an AKA, Amar? Nah. No. Okay. Amar Romascan and Peter Hawley, a.k.a. Dedicated Space Cadet. Uh, this episode, we're going to uh, discuss adulting. Not adultery, but adulting. It's a word we made up for the notion of what it is to be an adult. Uh, Do you believe in being an adult? I was thinking about this, and I thought... Uh, my my first point of reference for that thought is um, I used to. Same, man. Yeah, I, I used to. like, uh, And I think that's a myth we all grow up with as kids. You know, because you're small. And these yeah. people are big. And you got small vision. And, uh, you know, you don't know where they get stuff from. They come home and you're fed and stuff. You know, so it's like a... It's like a world of giants with the secret of giants. And and, and, and and then, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, giant man. And then you grow up. 
and then shit hits the fan. And you realize you've been duped. No way. Yeah. There's no way those motherfuckers felt any different than I do at my age. I don't feel like. (laughs) They were just manipulating me, telling me, oh, now you're a grown up. Now you have to pay your bills. Yeah. Well, well, if they don't pretend that they're in charge of something when you're a kid, then like, all you know, it's chaos. You gotta accept chaos. Mate, when I'm with my kid, or when I was taking care of other kids, I was quite radically honest with them, and it worked. I was not pretending I'm higher than them, and it actually we got along pretty well. Because they were like respecting me as one of their pupils. Yeah, That's man, okay, brilliant. I'll do that for you then, because you can't do it. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay, then I'll wash the dishes. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can birth me, but you're still incompetent. Ah, oh, shit, I better learn some stuff. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, so, I'm so incompetent, I couldn't even birth him. Fuck, I That's... put it on someone else. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you do your it. Your mom has that innate ability. Like, at least her body forces her to understand what you know you need to do to go through that. I didn't even have that, man. I wouldn't even be able to give birth the to someone. Powers be creation that made me didn't even. It left me, left me I, with the stupidity of not needing to know how to do that. I think creation knew our standard before we were born. So it was like, okay, that's a man. Is he man? A woman? Okay, yeah, she's. <laughs> She can handle popping out new life. Yeah. <laughs> and being maternally bonded to that child. That little globule popped into the world and needs to That's grow like, into you a have to be fucking holy to do that. adult. <laughs> I appreciate that you opted with honesty. That's... That's pretty cool. I mean, I've never had a kid of my own, but the last stable... Well, eh. Stable might be an over. Uh, 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 what's what's not an over, not an understatement? What's like the opposite of an understatement? Overstatement. Uh, let's just say overstatement. Stable might be an overstatement. The last uh, attempt at a fixed relationship that I had, uh, she had a daughter, which I was quite fond of. She was very smart. She was a good character, and uh, my thing was like, yeah. Uh, I, I, I try to opt for honesty, too. I try to speak to her like, like she was her own person. How I guess that it's easier because she wasn't my kid. Um, mm-hmm. Well, because the mom so oversheltered her and the daughter kind of responded well, the mom kind of appreciated that, I think. Because at least wait, there, was wait, a male, there was a male presence in the house. Maybe okay. I guess I brought something that she didn't and maybe that kind of... I guess she trusted me, too. That's cool. That's trust, oh, right? Seems, yeah, seems like you're realizing it now. Yeah, well, again, oh, I, didn't, I don't have that mother wisdom, you know? Damn. Shit. I always thought you're a man who has mother wisdom. I, I was raised by a mom. And, ah, and this, this leads to my whole magnified myth of the adult, you know? Uh, my dad uh, passed away abrupt me, abruptly when I was young. So I think this is why I have a bone to pick with this whole notion of adulting. Like I had to grow up against the idea of an adult. I didn't even have an adult male to, to guide me, you know. And uh, my mom was, I don't know, 
funny story um, as to why maybe I have a bone to pick with adulting. I think I was uh, always destined to be raised as a pussy. Um, uh, that failed. <laughs> oh, that's nice. No, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. <laughs> this, uh, this is a funny anecdote. Is uh, so we speak French in the in the house with my mom, and my brother and I were kids. Maybe I was ten and he was younger. My mom had an affectionate term that she used with us, and she called us her little foufounettes. Uh, those of you who speak French out there are laughing already. But uh, I didn't know it was a word. I just thought it was a made-up affectionate term. And uh, one day when my cousins from France were visiting, the word foufounette, I say it again. You French people out there are laughing already. Uh, they, my cousin heard it, and he's like, uh, Aunt Pierre's mom, um, what did you just say? And then she didn't want to repeat herself, so I said, well, she said foufounette. Yeah, that's what she calls it. And my cousin went, oh, do you know what it means? And I said, um, but no, it doesn't mean anything. It, what? It's, it's, no, it's, just, it's just a cute word. Mom? And my mom's kind of like, <laughs> and he's like, ask her, ask her what it means. I was like, mom, what? What does it mean? She's like, I never know. Je ne sais pas. Uh, I left something in the kitchen. And he says, uh, Foufoun is uh, pussy in French. So Foufounette would be like a cute word for it. She's calling you like her little pussy lips. <laughs> and that's when I realized my mom's little game for my brother and I was to call it her little, her little pussies. I don't know. It might be, you know, some beautiful thing she's understood. I'm taking a second for that to sink in. Hey, little pussies. I don't give a fuck about his children. <laughs> when you say it that way, it's like, yeah, surely you must know what you're saying. I was, my I was, mom doesn't even swear. It's a fun was, Of course it doesn't. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> here, huh? <laughs> when I was 10 or something and I heard the word motherfucker. So, so I used to call my mother motherfucker. Because <laughs> <laughs> she didn't know what that means. And I was empowered, young. Oh, but yeah. That's like finding the best trick ever when you're a kid. That's amazing. She's like proud of me because I speak English. <laughs> she had like the reversal of my experience. You were learning to be a man already then. <laughs> and then I transformed into a fufunet. Oh, shit. Just life, man. Just life. I don't know, man. Yeah, that's life. I mean, but your mom wasn't a lesbian by any chance. Like, you weren't right, were you? When you, when you yeah. said that, that's really disrespectful. I'm sorry. The ah! joke was there, and I didn't realize. Like, <laughs> I didn't realize what I was saying to make the joke. Maybe I had the intuition. Maybe I didn't see it until now. When you make it clear, but maybe that's why my, you, you know, how I have these superpowers. And yeah. so my intellect was, you motherfucker, that woman. Yeah. Like, you knew the word was right, you just didn't know why. It just feels right. It just... <laughs> it's just, yeah, it just felt it. She, she responded to it. Right? 
Maybe I'm, she was letting me into something. If you're out there, Miss Brunson, I apologize. We appreciate your listening. Um, I, I promise you, the episodes will get better from here on out. <laughs> if mom, if you're listening, you know what you did. You know what you did. It's out there now. It's out there. I know too. <laughs> so I don't know. Should we bring it back? Bring it back, I but ser- I got serious things to say on adulting, man. Yeah, man. I, I want to say about my father. Ah, your father oh. disappeared, and that was that was the should I use that was the fucking that thing. That was for my it. absent god. My absent god. My fucking god. My father he used to be aggressive, man. Oh. So when I was six, and my parents divorced, and somebody asked me who I want to be with. I was like scared. Am I allowed to say I want to be with oh. my mom, not with this prick? Oh, shit. Um, and, I, and I said with my mom. That was the happiest fucking time for me to be without my father. You made a you made a you made a boss choice at a young age. Shit. Ah, Man, these are really good examples for like the myth of adulting. Like you got to make a choice like that when you're a kid. You you seeing the reality of older people. That's not, I don't know. Someone whose kids is afraid of him for no goddamn reason. That's someone who's a kid too, right? That's a, that's a myth. Adulting is a myth. We just, I think we just gotta pretend to ourselves that we, you know, we know what the fuck we're doing. Or oh, just geez. don't pretend. Are they, is an airplane just falling in your garden and like to no, crash something? Uh, I'm gonna shut the door back here. This, I don't know. Obviously, some kind of construction next door or something. Um, take these okay. off so I can hear you while I go over there. Yeah. So I wanted to bring up. There's such a contrast, right, between between somebody who misses their father, and somebody who's happy they don't have a father. Right. Uh, I don't know. In, I mean, in a way, in a way, he taught me a lesson um, that would be one of the biggest lessons of my life. What's he that? Taught me, he taught me existential angst at a young age, you know? He taught me... What's, what's that? What's that? That's, that's, that's fancy words for me. Existential <laughs> angst. He taught me uh, my mortality. Oh, he taught oh. me my insignificance at a young age, you know? That like, what's boom, that? it happens. People die. Boom. Not just people over there, not just people on TV, but right here, right here. Without it, you know, we, he wasn't even sick. He was a surprise stroke. So, you know. That uh, must have affected you. Yeah, that's my, that is the birth of my absent God. Uh, not knowing who, what my father would think of me, and at the same time, embracing death. Embracing, like, the need to get over the fact that it doesn't matter, because he's not here. Whoa. So, not knowing what, what your father might think of you, like, not having the reflection, knowing if you're good. Yeah. And actually, funny enough, leaving the whole family in a situation of needing to learn to be adults, 
I think to a certain extent, uh, including my mom, because it was a, quite a patriarchal setup where he, he very traditional in the sense that he felt like tough decisions uh, should be his responsibility. And I think, you know, he overburdened himself in the end. Well, I don't know. That might be a message for feminism, you know, women in the working place, family responsibility, uh, you know, fluidity of the roles in the household. Uh, I, you know, so I aspire sometimes to be a stay-at-home dad. (laughs) (laughs) I've been, I've been a stay-at-home dad, Pierre. High five. Is it? Is that like doing our part? Are we playing our part? I mean, I know, I imagine a lot of women's pussies just like shrivel there. They're like, this guy's handsome. Oh, what did he just say? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I Wait, don't what? know. I made, I made a very did... risque joke there. Explain. Except for is, the, is more... the CEO type women. I think they're like, hmm, I think this guy would make a good stay-at-home dad. I'm looking for one of those. If you're out there, kids will be smart. I'll raise them good. Be honest with them, making their own Pierre people is looking at a young for a age. Mate. I'm looking for a sugar mama. Whoa. And look, if you allow me good hobbies, you allow the kids good hobbies, you know? Real real strong development. Here is a real fox. It's 2020. Roles are changing. I got Roles all this are... good education for a reason, you know? To pass it on to your kids. I'll even call them your kids for an extra fee. Because um. <laughs> that's what women say, right? Oh, I do, I, I do all of this unpaid work at home. So you can, you can charge a fee. I mean, it wouldn't be cash in hand, but it'd be like, you know, extra allowance. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, yeah, would, I guess that would, that would, would work for both of you. That it, would, it would be extra both. allowance. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would bring it back to him, the, man. The, the, so my father, he was the example of aggression and violence for me. So I thought that being a man means to be aggressive and violent. Therefore, I decided I never want to be aggressive and violent. I'm going to be a soft man. Mm. And I equated my power with aggression. And I'm still just fucking rebuilding myself from Because then I said I became a fufunet. Figurative. I really wanted to be a good man. So you struggle with the, the idea that when you're not being an aggressive man, you're being a pussy. You know, quote unquote. Guys, we're all using these words for the sake of, you know, uh, a euphemism. I wouldn't put no, it like hyper, that. Hyperbole. No, no. I, well, I, I, don't, I, I didn't like, like that. No. no? <laughs> with the hyperbole. Oh, with the. <laughs> when I use the word, it's an exaggeration for the sake of effect. Okay, it's a, uh, it's a euphemism. It's a metaphor. It's uh, we're not trying to appropriate anyone's genitalia here. Just very euphemistic individuals. But I'm uh, sorry, I cut you cut you off. I just got nervous. <laughs> no, it's just it's just that you you said that. So for me, it means that if I'm not aggressive, I'm a pussy. I wouldn't put it like that. Um, okay. Good. I just stopped myself from from 
just being myself. I just cut away a part of myself, and that's not okay anymore. Yeah. I, I think I get that. Sometimes you need to bite and stuff. You, you do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Guy, the, 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 there's people shouting, shouting at my window. Do they come through? Do, do you hear? A little bit. Life. <laughs> okay. They're congratulating us <laughs> for the being euphemistic. <laughs> well, any, any audience members are welcome. <laughs> but yeah, I, I learned. I grew up according to psych, psycho, psych, psychiatry. Really, really young with all those rules. I feel like I'm over psychologized. At this age, and I'm yeah. A lot oh, I, 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 I confront. I, because I'm, I went to two psychology unis, right? Wow. And it's only recent that I managed to get out of of the psychologist's mind. Man, what the release? Shit. Yeah. Because psychologists think they know what is what, but who invented a psychology? A man. He just thought, oh. This is what is what. That's my idea. Oh yeah, let's do this to everybody. Yeah, but yeah, but no. Like kind of, but, but kind of not. You know, like psychology was also like science, like studying humans, like they were. Yeah. You know, it was like, well, I don't know what the hell's going through. I remember uni. Uh, God, I is that airplane still? I feel like that airplane is landing and then it's like recovering. Yeah, I'm avoiding maneuver. It's a sander. It's a. Maybe I'm gonna go somewhere else. Maybe I can find it's, somewhere quieter. I like to think it's an airplane. Is that okay? Yeah. It's yeah. Sure. This. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually in an aircraft carrier right now. <laughs> Just tell the truth yeah. to people. But not one in the ocean, like a flying aircraft carrier, like something out of a sci-fi movie. And uh, other little jets are flying in and out constantly. Yeah. Artificial lights out. outside. Yeah, it's, it's, man, I'm an alien. I mean, we have to tell them we're on Mars. I, oh, if only Mars would be so simple. But uh, I'm, everywhere. On, I'm on an orbital in another solar system. I'm boosting this through like our high-tech uh, routers that we have. So that's the only reason we're getting so you're getting signals. I'm carrying your signal along with my signal, and uh, I mean, we're, we're, we're trying to, to 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 get to them and to, to to brainwash them through you know destroying their psychology. Oh, so, man. Let's enlighten but, these people. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, let's 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 get back to the mission. This is the thing. Like, I think there's something in this because, like, even Jung, I, I I don't know enough uh, as much as I need to. I want to read the Red Book, which is apparently his uh, biography, autobiography. But from the little snippets of of what I've learned from him, is he he basically had an approach where he let the voices in his head guide the way he lived. And they would leave, lead him to what would then become the base of his practice. He said, that he, he, I know he had a female voice in his head that he followed 
until it led him to understand the anima and animus that we all have. And he, what he believed to be, it was his feminine aspect of his soul. And so to me, there's a thing of like, well, some man didn't just come up with psychology. Like life taught us. Like we go into these strange behaviors, which were kind of asking for us to learn a different point of view um, on ourselves. All right. And I mean, you know, and uh, and that's why the adulting thing—it's just like, what is adult? I don't know. We got to keep a pace of what the hell is real. Yeah, but then that applies to psychology as well. Just just because they came up with an idea at some point, it doesn't mean it's gonna stay like that or that. That's how things are. That's true. That's true. And it's caused... And, and, and yeah. I can say that because, I, like you, I followed. So I graduated my first uni with full A's in 2011. So for the past nine years, I've been fucking digging into psychology. And I had clients. And then I dug further than psychology because it has its limitations. Yeah. But then it's exactly that. If if you take it as an ideology and as just just like religion, you you know, this is how you should be. And if I think this, it means that. Like, I'm really angry about it. Actually, I'm I'm so revolted that that I'm 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 losing my thoughts. It's basically took me away from who I am, thinking I should be like this because these people know how I should be and they know how I should think and they know what my thoughts mean. And let's not be a narcissist. Let's not okay. be a whatever. Let's not have be codependent. Let's not. They fucking made it up. My thoughts are as valuable as theirs. Yeah. They're like the fastest of the mind. They're like the OCD people of the mind. Oh, I'll tell you each level how it goes in, and you should think like this in squares. That's how your mind is made, because I know. Well, I kind of feel like what they're doing is hoping to have a framework that, uh, that if we anchor ourselves around these certain principles, you're, you're, you're conditioning yourself to be more suited to the way society works. But that's not society. Because because you're conditioning yourself to be more suitable to the way psychologized people understand the world. I do believe there's, I do believe there's a lot to be got from it. But I think you have to form your own relationship with the definitions of, of things. Come on. And I'm, I am talking against it in the light that I respected it a lot. And I still understand it and, and use things, but then at some point you need to break away. It's like your mom saying, don't put your mm. hand there because you're going to get burned. Don't go there because something bad will happen to you. But then you grow up. And when, when comes the time when you realize that you're grown up now and you can figure out things for yourself and you don't yeah. have to have your voice of your mom in your head? And actually just being told don't, don't, don't keeps you, keeps you like a child. Like you have just these these responses to things of, of fear and like, well, I'm not going to explore that. Well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to trust myself to gain the skill to maneuver a stove, you know, whereas if it's like, okay, be careful. The fire burns. If you're going to play with that, let me get burned once or twice and go, Oh yeah, shit. She means business. Like, 
she can't stop it from burning. If I want to keep playing with it, I gotta let it inform me, kind of. And 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 then, and then I'm gonna build a fucking rocket. I'll I'll master the fire. Yeah, yeah. There's a funny thing of like. So if you stay in the rules, then. We're oh, things children. things things can't fly. Oh, okay. Let's not make airplanes. We're limiting children by kind of telling them what they're too small for. I mean, it's a balance act, isn't it? But uh, that, like, yeah. But it's like you need a foundation. Kids that grow up, I imagine, in, in tribes, like hunter-gatherer society, uh, societies, things like this. Those kids are being taught to survive from a young age to the point where, like, at a, at a, by their teens, probably, they're, they're adept in their body and, and knowing how to fend for themselves. You know? So, and, and our bodies are so adaptive, especially at that age. I remember hearing this argument on someone else's podcast that must be this must be happening a lot so I won't guilt myself for stealing information from another <laughs> podcast um, but he, this guy was talking about um, this tribe that was studied who still mostly hunted by uh, slinging rocks throwing rocks <laughs> at things they wanted to kill and um, he said this guy this adult of like uh, I don't know in his 40s works out takes care of himself in shape like, uh, when he tested this, like, his strength of throwing against the kids that were, like, seven or eight, it was, like, no contest. These kids were just blowing him out the water because they grew up that motion as just, it wasn't a thing of strength. It was a thing of mechanics. Wow. Right. Yeah. And here's another thing, that the notion of, like, mechanics uh, as opposed to strength, it really blew my mind. I've, I've been learning how much I force with things constantly. Well, I think this adulting thing comes up with this notion because it's unnatural. We're kind of forcing a lot, you know, because we, we don't, we're not taught to agree with ourselves first and like figure out who we are, which is, which is a hard thing to do anyway. You know, we're like, well, I know this much and it's getting me this far. And like, nah, I like feeling good about myself. And it's like, nah. <laughs> I don't know, I'm going off a tangent. But, um, but so I think the best is, is kind of, this is a humility to be had. And that this is like, we're kind of doing the best we can. Like, you know, World War II was, how many years ago? 80 years ago now. You know, that, we were still capable of those atrocities just 80 years ago. And we think, what? We think we're ready to just have it all figured out now? Like, you know, like, I don't know, yeah. saying this to my cousin, like, by human nature, we create something and then we got to find out its edges. Yeah, before, yeah, yeah. Before, like, yeah, like, That's we, we, we found do. nuclear capacity, which is, yeah, we found nuclear capacity, how to split the atom, which is like the, the, the next level to understanding the whole game unraveling. But what do we, we had to blow up Hiroshima before we could like go, oh, oh, that's real. Okay. Yeah. Um. Let's. Should we do it again just to make sure? Let's. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's how dumb we are. Should we do it? Yeah. That's ex like. Oh, there's all these reasons where the people are out of control and no, 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 you know, which is, I don't know. 
I don't know. I say give every kid the atom bomb and then we'll live in utopia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, vote, vote for Pierre. <laughs> every children atom bomb and bring utopia onto the earth. Like if kids, if kids aren't learning to deal with this shit, then we're not. <laughs> we like, haven't learned anything. I wrote down three things about adulting. Um, I really like your subjects, but I'm going to read them anyway. So one is, somebody posted on Facebook um, a photo with the Joker saying, uh, let people think that you trust them, but don't. Yeah. yeah. Wow, girl, great. I really want to be friends with you now. That's a piece of wisdom. Mm. You're a really good friend. But somewhere that's a good that's a good approach to like a bunch of host of humans you don't know how they're going to treat you. You you kind of got to reserve doubt until trust is earned, right? Cuz we just spoke about n- narcissism is um Okay, yeah, so help me because I I thought this is a real thing. Sociopathy is a real thing. And these are super smart people. They're like sociopaths are highly functioning people. And that's so genetic. Why do, why do you have to act like you trust them but don't? Well, I, she, I, I, I mean, if you never trust them, I don't know. Then you're cutting yourself off from deep connection. But um, act like you trust them so you have more uh, access to them. So, so do you act like you trust people and in the same time don't? Is that a thing? Yeah, I totally do. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't have a, I don't feel like I have a, I don't, I don't phrase it that way. I don't phrase it with like a malicious uh, agenda type sounding thing. But, um, but I think that's what like giving someone the benefit of the doubt is. I think a lot of people go, well, it's better to be nice than be mean. But really, really you have, you're like, oh, I don't know about that. Like, uh, uh, okay. Well, they just revealed that shit about themselves. Oh, mm, I don't know. Like, I think it's only normal. But then we start projecting, you know? Maybe I took it too literal. I, I thought there's something wrong with all this pretending. Does, does, does growing an adult mean you learn how to pretend in the world and in the same time are distrustful? And, you know, I, I took it like that. Like, you, have a, you wear a mask, basically, and respect a code that is false to who you are. I think she's unabashedly honest. And I think there is... There, like, there's a realism to what she's saying. I don't know what she's like, but I think, uh, yeah. There's like, a person that I'm, I respect. I'm like you. I'm like you, whereas I have this approach where I go, well, let's break down those words. Is this what you really want to fucking do mm. here? Mm. Like, is this really what you want to fucking do? And then there's a part of me that goes, I've been burned so many times from not accepting... The, like the way we communicate as animals, which is not all, um, what's the word? Uh, it's not all cerebral. Um, There's actually something more honestly disarming to the nervous system of like playing, like being nice, but then also showing you're not a fool. There's something that gains trust even in that to people who are good people, you know. But then that's different. Like playing nice. I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to 
make out what, what this is, right? Because it bothered me. I'm like, do I live in this world of fake people? Is this friend of mine a fake person? So is being nice but letting them know you're not a fool, is it the same with let them think that you trust them but don't? Or am I just... Man, I don't like this. You know, actually... I, yeah, it is, I it is a very strong phrasing. That's a good point. I it's a very like strong it. phrasing. Like I'm wondering. People think that you trust? It's almost like okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna set this up so I can get as much from you as I can. I'm wondering, yeah, like, are you my friend actually, or you just exactly act like it to get what you can? And yeah, I, you know, I, 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 I trust them. You. I am who I am. And are you actually fake all this time? Maybe an injured person. Maybe uh, a burnt, uh, a burnt person. And, and, and it's, like, like, it's, it's, it's disrespectful towards me. Yeah, but here, here's what I have to say. Um, can she trust herself? Like, can she trust herself that she's a good person? So, like, here's the thing. Like, I think there's a lot of wisdom in her approach. Um, act like you trust someone, but actually don't. So, so you know, disarm someone as much as possible. But don't like don't be a fool is another way of looking at it. And here's my thing, like or you look at it more sinister, like get in as much as you can, but but have you know, always remember you're number one. Like do it so you can so you can get but here's the thing. If you're a really well principled person, if you suffer and struggle with uh self censoring because you want to be a nice person, then surely you can live that way and still be being a good person because your conscience won't let you abuse the access you get to them. Does that make sense? Like some people, yeah. some people are led and, and get beautiful experiences by being led, mm. you know, mm. because some, Definitely. some good leaders have to know it's like, Oh fuck, I can have all these people around my, you know, pull them by the little finger. But, um, but that's okay because what I want is a greater good and they don't have the understanding like they need to get they need to get get over themselves to get the answers to the questions they even want you know the, i think there's there's a notion that that exists a bit as well I, I i envy those kind of leader types who go like look i'm so sure about the shit that i know they're like it's okay that i use you because the shit that i know and that i want is gonna be good for everyone and that's more important but i gotta deal with humans who are gonna be an obstacle i gotta deal with humans who are gonna be an obstacle but I, I, I got to be resigned to this shit because I'm resigned to it, not just to myself as number one. I'm resigned to my shit, to my goals, principles, the thing that I want to put out there, which is. And I think you you, you also got to learn um, until you got to you, you got to you got to learn to deal with power. Yeah, leadership and, and bringing it back to, to this. Right. So say I'm your friend. Oh, you are my friend, yeah, and 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 you you say this thing, you know. I see you post this thing. Act like you trust them, but don't. I'm offended. Like, do you actually live inside your mind? Have you actually stepped outside to actually meet me? After so much time, you actually haven't trusted me. You're still in your little selfish acting thing. <sighs> I'm I'm sorry. I thought I'm connecting with you. There's a more adult way to do that. Yeah, I get you. 
Like that person is really, they're not acknowledging you. They're just acknowledging how safe or not you can be around. But, that, but they're, not even, they're not even like acknowledging it on your reality. They're, exactly. they're acknowledging, it, they're acknowledging <laughs> it against their suspicions. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's like you're, you're guilty until proven innocent. Like, but you're secretly I, guilty until proven innocent. So I don't, in adulting, I don't like this thing where people develop rules and they live by those rules. Never trust earlier. anybody. Never do this. Don't sell yourself cheap. Always leave some mystery. Keep some secrets. I don't know. There's other stuff. This is just this is other more outrageous. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. I remember my mom telling me everyone needs their secret garden and or garden of secrets, and I was like, "Bitch, what are you hiding? Like, don't ever ask me for sympathy for here. Like, like I don't know where you're hiding from me. Like, this has got to be some double standards that live in you. Then, like, you know, you got to be blinding yourself with shit like that. And I think this is great. Yeah. Oh god, I lost my thread. Um. I was going to bring it back to adulting. And even like, bring it back. Yeah. Okay. Like as bringing it back to adulting, bring it back to like a child who needs like, like to, if we're going to frame adulting as like letting the world inform you. Yeah. Uh, and stepping outside your fucking mind and just exploring. Yeah. Them. But there's a level, there's a level of letting the world inform you that lets you know that that game gives you power. But ultimately, that's a restricted, I think, I like to believe, that's a restricted survival game. You're still keeping Absolutely yourself too survivally shit. geared. And like, but there's a lot of people who realize, oh, when I, when I engage other people like this, I have a secret over them. And, and here's the thing, bring it back to a baby who needs to see the world as an extension of themselves. You can make that person sing and dance. And I think there's a lot of people out there who, who gain us. They feel they feel powerful. They reward themselves with a sense of power by making another person sing and dance, by getting the power that you get from thinking things like, "Let people think you trust them, but don't really trust them," you know. But really, that's not power. That's fear. But really, you're playing a game that doesn't prove anything. You're playing a childish game of like, oh, if I can exert influence on this under over this one person by letting them trust me, but not me, like only like having myself as number one in the interaction. It's a child's game. So you're happy that you can make one other human who trusts, who might be trusting you, one other human who might be trusting you, have them sing and dance. Then you're scared of the bigger world. Then you need to go in this. Like this is why I bring about existential angst. In your size compared to time and space, you play this really small game in a really small exactly. sphere to feel like, oh, no, I'm still significant. Look how much I can make another person's like this extension of my reality, not even an, another person, an independent, beautiful, whole soul that it feels like as much to be them as it feels to be me. It's like you're denying that healing breath of like knowing it's safe to to credit to, to to allow someone to be them whole their whole self without needing to know that like I got some safety like I got some, mm, some if I can do this right right it, 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 yeah 
I mean, it, it does take power to control others, maybe. I don't know, but it takes, I guess, more power to actually meet somebody and to let go a bit and connect with a real person. Yeah. Right? right? Well, this is funny. You're making me think of what I do with kids in school a lot as well, is because um, they're trying tricks on me constantly. Well, constantly. And I used to fight the tricks because I see the trick and go, that's a demerit, or that's a this, or that's a that. And after a while, it's like I started to size myself up with a test. Like, what if instead of getting angry with them because I know the trick they're playing, what if I played into the trick as honestly as I could? So, like, for example, like one that happens a lot is half an hour to class, 15, 20 minutes, you know, way too long after me having put the assignment on the board, said it four times or five times, I go around the class and there's always that, you know, one to five kids who haven't written the date on their books, who haven't even opened their books. Because, you know, they're kind of trying to show a sign of power against me. And I, I don't really care. You know, it doesn't even, it doesn't, the only person that cares is, is, is them. So they're winning a game that nobody else is playing. But, but what, what happens is I get to them and I go, why haven't you started the work? And they go, because um, I don't know what it is. And they're playing against my compassion. Like, if I'm going to be compassionate and go, oh, yeah, okay, if you don't know what it is, then, like, you have an excuse. Not. Instead, I go, it's 15, it's 20 minutes into class. You should feel a bit stupid saying that so boldly. They go, what? I said, you just pretty much very proudly admitted to me that you didn't read what was on the board and you didn't listen to me. And you think that that's going to help you get out of the situation? Like, that's just not smart. That's just like, you just basically gave me the information that you don't care. And they go, what? But I didn't know. I was like, yeah. And I said it four or five times. They go, but I didn't hear you, sir. I was like, okay, so you're telling me you're not listening. It's like, how am I telling you I'm not listening? I was like, how many people are doing the work? So which one is it? Do you have hearing problems? <laughs> or, or did or did you, were you not listening? And you know you, you paint them into a corner where like if they keep up the lie, they keep up the trick, they 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 start to look stupid. And it's like, but don't blame me. You're saying things you haven't thought about, and I'm using what reality is saying to show you how much you're saying by not thinking about what you're saying. You know, and like you know this thing, and then they go. Oh, but you're not being nice. I go, I say, okay, because I'm a substitute teacher. I say, do you know me? They said, no. I said, okay, what have you been taught about strangers? They say, uh, don't trust them. I say, okay, do you not also understand that I don't know you? Why should you not trust a stranger? Because it's not safe. Because you don't know what they want from you. It's like, okay, so you're asking me to put myself into danger so that you can feel comfortable? Like, why should you be allowed to do it and not me? If it's a smart thing to do to stay safe. And they go, oh. I was like, yeah, we're in school. Let's be our most intelligent self. If you're allowed to be your most intelligent self and not trust me and even try and trick me to see how nice I am, I'm here to teach you. 
to me that's like that's what gifted like that's what gave me gifts in life if that's already not enough to have you trust me then what do we then i don't know it's a bad example but it's this thing like Come on, man. it's all right but it's yeah but i don't know i i know there's a better way i feel like i'm coming across like an asshole teachers maybe maybe i am a bit i don't know you know kids are grading but you're all uh, right man they need somebody to tell them these things but i've had these great moments by going into like you know if if they stumped me well let's see how far their idea goes you know as long as it's not completely throwing the class out of uh, you know mm. the, throwing out the baby with the bathwater um i know there's better examples anyway It's all right. It's it's all right. Um I also wanted to bring in relationships and yeah. along the same lines. I I heard somebody talking the other day and they were like oh you know I don't want to give in too much of myself and you know um you know yeah definitely no sleeping. I mean what you've been together like one month and you know yeah but you know maybe touch him like this and like that and i was like and they were like you know don't trust him yeah because i don't trust my you know don't trust him man don't give yourself away and don't say everything and she was like yeah because he also doesn't say i don't really know him and and i was like you might just be together for six months it might or might not work you're wasting four of those six months just deciding you know just not being yourself and hiding you know and i'm not saying i'm, I'm not saying here's have sex this is not about that no. but it's about are you in or are you not in can you recognize another person or not and fair enough some people really can't tell another person can you ask questions or can't you ask questions yeah and just be It- fucking in and and live your life don't live half of your relationship tiptoeing it and the rest you know yeah does that make sense yeah yeah there there is some yeah i think about this a lot it's uh you know we have all these like social etiquette around dating and stuff like what's cool and what's not cool and what's, yeah, and, uh, yeah. what's coming across too desperate and what's You know, and I think of it especially with like texting and stuff. And when I step back from it, I go like am I the only person learning from my experiences? <laughs> yeah, like woo. like there is nothing I can really learn about someone Fuck. over my phone. You said it. You're the there king. There's nothing. Like right now you have a power play and you're enjoying it. Which you know what is part of seduction is part of the fun and it's I this is the thing I think absurdly it is a certain judge of character. But then here's the thing, and I'm going to be a bit cocky right now. Really? But I don't like playing those games, and a lot of the time my surrender to what just seems like it makes sense as a game that's going to test for something real makes a lot of people find me interesting. You know, it's like, well, if your test is right, then why why do people why why do I have so much more fun than you? So what's a te- what's for you a test to see if something's real? Oh, well, you know this whole thing of like 
you're supposed to wait a certain amount of time before you message someone back or else it shows like something or oh, the other. Fuck, man. So how and it's like, well, well, probably for a lot of people, yes. But like, I'm slightly autistic. Like I look at my phone as something functional or else I don't want it in my life. Exactly. Like I was forced to buy a cell, forced to buy my first cell phone at the age of 18 because I was in the care of my uncle living in France and studying with like living with family. It's not my mom and studying. And he just freaked out having the, custody of a kid that wasn't his own you know he already freaks out enough with his own kid so one one day of not being able to reach me and me like breaking my curfew which i was i felt like i was way too old for um he freaked out he's like you need to buy a cell phone now and part of it was like oh all my friends are gonna be happy but i had all these friends who were like who were like you need to get a cell phone like that's why we don't invite you anywhere anymore and i said well why don't you just call my house was like because sometimes you don't answer and it's like so it means I'm not home. Like I'm busy already. And they're like, yeah, but then sometimes I speak to your uncle. I was like, so I was like, yeah, but sometimes he's not nice. And it's like, so, so what? Like, so for, for what, how long are these conversations? Three minutes. So for you to experience something, three minutes of your life, which you didn't get the outcome that was worth it. You're not going to try and invite your friend out anymore in case that might be the case. Like, Man, it's just like, I, Jesus I, 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 I understand this, but yeah, it's exactly what do, do people learn. Um, I'm like, are we into this or are we not into this? What fucking rules? Oh, you're texting too late. You're texting too late. You're texting too quick. It's if like, guess that, what? I had my phone. I looked at it at that moment and I replied because oh, like I, the, your, your question was interesting. Yeah, I do have a fucking brain. Oh, if he does that, it means he's desperate. Really? Is it because you read it somewhere? Do you have a fucking brain? No, I think I, I don't know. Or, it's hard for me. I think there is a wisdom to it. You just play by the rules. I mean, it's okay not to have your own rules and own brain. Just take other rules. Sorry, I'm, I'm, bit, I'm No, it's I'm true. Frustrated with this. I'm. I'm like. It's. It's true. Can I find a real person here? Well, it's true because here, we, here it is. It's like our cell phones are not are nothing something we have control over. Our cell phones have been designed to strongly manipulate our emotions in the first place, to, yeah. so that we could so that we're on them more long, like we're on them longer. Someone responding to a message quickly or not, that's probably nowadays more likely a sign as to how addicted they are to the ping of a cell phone than like anything else. And also, I fucking care sometimes. I'm sorry, I know it's rare. I fucking care to answer. Yeah. But that's not popular now. Yeah. <laughs> I have to ignore it. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's just do something else for two days and then answer, because that's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird one, you know? I've been to... You know, when I was doing open mic uh, comedy in London, um, it's a really strange scene. It's a really strange scene because I, I like I'm getting women's truths on stage, and sometimes I, I I love it. I love it, but then like the funny thing is, we all got to laugh, and we're like, like for example, this one it was just a gorgeous blonde woman, uh, young twenties, uh, and she was talking about her, 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 um, like in a funny way, obviously. 
her divide between the fact that she lives, she has these amazing roommates, two guys, brilliant. They do all the, the, the housework. They're like really DIY kind of people. And she's this thing of like, you know, like when I, when I have a kid, I want to freeze sperm from one of these guys and give it to my kid. So I want to have a good kid. But I don't want to have sex with these guys. I have the, and she said like, I have the body of a porn star. I want to suck the dick of the guy that's too busy for me. That turns me on. And I'm like, and we're all like, ha, 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 yeah, you, you earned it with the you earned it with the right of the body of your porn star. Ha, ha, ha. And it's kind of like. Fair enough. So, I'm so confused. I'm so confused as to what, what I should do to be a good guy now that I hear that. Like, I want to fuck the woman who is the body of a porn star. Like, am I allowed? No, that's subjectifying. Sounds like she likes it. I don't, what, like, I don't know, man. Like, she's allowed to, like, take power from it, but I'm not allowed to openly go, those tits, man, where she's going, like, I know these tits. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm going for something hard to get because of these babies. <laughs> like, but I'm not allowed to go, oh, those fucking tits, man. <laughs> Without being a creep, where it's like her desired effect is like, nah. Creep, because he ogled. To a real man, he knows he can get any tits like these. Uh, he has options of tits like these. So me getting him says something a bit more about my tits than him getting these tits. Like, it's this weird game we're playing, you know? And like, Fair enough. Actually, now that you put it like this, fair enough, man. It's a power. It's the power of sexuality. I'm trying to learn to get in touch with mine. Like, I've had... But it's, it's one that I, I feel like it's cheap. I feel like it's low-hanging fruit. Like, in terms of, like, the, 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 the games of, of, of children compared to adults, it's like, I've, I've been on, you know, hanging out with two friends, who, I remember, in New York, who were both very beautiful. Both, like, either of them would be the kind of girl that gave me the time of day. I'd have been happy. And there they're telling me, like, if only you knew how good-looking you were. And I was like, then what? Then I should just feel entitled to you? And it's like, if only I wasn't an idiot to you for thinking that doesn't interest me to be entitled to you. Like, who are you? Like, impress me. You know? And there's so many ways, I don't know, so many ways which people kind of, they get offended by that and they try to tie it into... What are you? What what are you? What are you talking about, man? Yeah, what am I talking? No, about? really, literally. You're... I'm on a tangent. I don't know. Look, my 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 mom is walking past me loads, and it's really distracting mm -hmm. me. Okay. And so I don't know what I'm saying. Dude, I understand. I understand that there's many games happening, and that's fine. I guess that's fine. The thing is, is this mind, right? Which this is my this is just my opinion i'm not right i'm right maybe my my opinion applies to some that we don't know what we 
we're not in touch with ourselves, so we learn games mm. from outside. So there's this lady who said, wants the man who's hard to get. And then there's this somebody else who really don't know what they want and don't let themselves know what they want. And then so they copy the game. Oh, just like you said, what kind of man should I be? What kind of woman should I be? Should I answer his text? Because I see the successful women uh, don't answer the text and they go with men who answer every two days. That means real men only answer two days. And I should do that. And the truth is, on the other side, the guys are having conversations of like, no, bro, you got to do this if you want to, you know, you want to hit it. And we're both doing this. That's a good point. We're both doing this dumb thing on each side of like, no, man, this is how you get it. This is how it works. And on this side, like, no, this is, you know, you got to do this or else you say this or else it means this. And we're like, we're equating reality. That's a good point. We're equating reality to this game. Both of us are stuck playing because we don't want to be alone. We want to know we're worth something. And so we've both... I don't know. Is, is the game real then? Is the game bigger than us? Is it like a subconscious thing? And we're, what we're kind of doing is going, oh, we work subconsciously this way. But consciously, it feels like, oh, it's kind of tiring. Like, I wish I could just be myself. <laughs> Right? We wish. I don't know. You're right. Yeah. It's one of those games that don't prove anything. And also this, man, right? Because there's a feminist movement and everything. And there's three categories in which you have to fall in in order to exist. You have to be the sexy, cocky, funny guy. The uh, Right? Yeah. Come on, boo. Is that? Then, if you're not that, then you have to be the husband material I'll provide for. Yes, lady, please. Can I take you to an expensive restaurant? Oh, yeah, I'll go work for you now. I'll give you all my earnings. That's that. Great yeah. guy. And then there's the jerk. Then there's the jerk. Ah, fuck you. Yeah. I want to imitate the language, right? Yeah. So when women see me, they want to figure out which of these three categories I am. Okay. And obviously, I'm none of them. So they're like, uh, oh, let's ignore him. I don't know how to communicate with that. Oh, there's a jerk. Hey, babe. Yeah. You're right. There's a certain hypocrisy, right? And, like, they want that thing they can criticize. But once they get something that's, like, more refreshing than that, it's like, well, I don't know who I am anymore. I don't know... Like, I got to really show myself. Like, I knew how to handle that. Like, I knew why, why like, the places in which I'm better than him. He's, he's, a, he's a jerk, though. You know, he's a jerk. But I like him. He's a jerk. It's like, oh, so you like being with someone that, like, you don't have to try too hard because you already know there's something wrong with them. You know, I, I feel like that's the thing. Like, like you're used to the, you, I don't know. Patrice had this, had this line, like, I hunt when I know. I hunt what I know. Mm. 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 That's a good one. That's, that's, that's a fucking good one. But I think about this all the time, but that means in the end, like, it's not who we are, it's what the hunting has informed us we have to be like. Like, that's the weird one. Is there is this whole reverse power play thing, and it's not acknowledged. And men like getting laid. So 
so like I think of tall guys, for instance, they come in, they don't have to say much, you know. Mm. And that's hot. I think that's hot because from a woman's perspective, I think women are very fantas fantastical creatures. Like they live in a fantasy way more than we do, and their mm. fantasy is a lot more elaborate than us. They're like into personality. They're into like what the world looks like from that person's eyes. And so there's this thing of like they fantasize, like they criticize and at the same time fantasize about how a man's allowed to behave. And it's hot because it's other. And then when we're hitting on them, we need to reflect that fantasy and we listen till we find the threat. We go, oh, this is how I get laid. So really we're being conditioned by them into how, as to how to be masculine. Mm-hmm. You know, because it turns them on. Good point. But, but masculinity is a thing of like, oh man, they're so... And it's like, it's like, but that's what turns you on because you think we're allowed to behave in a way that you're not. The truth is, like, I, you know, I don't know. I've said it better in my own head. I said it to myself the other day. It's like, the truth is, we're these idiots just going, oh, okay, I guess that's how I got to be to get laid. And then... That's sad. And then, yeah. I think really it's underneath. It's this want to be honest is what women are, are attracted to. Like they want to be like that. They are like that. It's 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 what turns them on that conditions us as to who we are. And I notice because I get laid when I am a jerk. But it's usually because I'm like, oh, I know this game already. I know this is bullshit. I don't have time for this. So I've t- I've learned this trick over life because I've been played a fool too many times, and then I I've had to learn like. No, that's just, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, this is why I thought of this, this hanging out with these two friends. And they said, if only you knew how hot you were. That was a euphemism. They were saying, if only you knew how hot you were. Be you, would act, you would act in that way. Yeah, you're allowed to act like an asshole. Don't you know that? Why don't you want that? That's not attractive. Like, you've earned it with how hot you are. And I think that makes sense in a female world that's so aesthetic. Like, the, like to tie it back to the girl with the porn star body, you know. And but I think about it. I thought about it a lot. And I think about like we're consciousness in a, in a in a vessel, right? And if you think of, I've heard this from like biologists in in podcasts that like if we are like our genes trying to perpetuate themselves, right? There's a thing of caloric expenditure. And I'm going to go real nerd. That's linked to like longevity. Like, kind of, the more we do by expending less calories, the longer we'll live. Because, it, like, burning, burning calories leads to, to cell degradation as well. The whole metabolic process leads to cell degradation. So there's a thing. If you're born as a creature, just consciousness from DNA that wants to pass itself off, you're born into a vessel, a human body, and this is how I imagine it's like to be a hot woman, where you notice the world molds around like you don't even notice it the baseline for your reality is things come your way more easily things come your way more easily because that's the effect gorgeous women have right like men gawk and fawn and want to gift and and duh and duh and duh and um in the end that's not anything 
different or special or new. Um, oh God, I forgot where I was going with this. It's too big. You were speaking about the caloric expenditure. Yeah, but I was talking about like, oh, this thing of like, if only I knew how hot I was, which means that I could be an yeah. asshole. So yeah. somewhere, somewhere there, like ethical gradient, let's call it, is like, oh, but these men just come at me. To get them off, I got to be a bit of an asshole or else they don't get the point. They don't get the message. You know what I mean? So like the, the baseline of like ethical gradient is like they can be a bit more of an asshole. Mm -hmm. And why should they judge? Why should they examine their ethics for it? Like that's not reflective of who they are and what they suffer. You know, so then there's this thing of like looking at a man who's big, handsome, hunk of a man, women could bounce off him, you know, they would physically attack him. Like other men bounce off him, they would physically attack him. Like he's, he's that much of a physical specimen. It's like, we should be entitled to being more of an asshole because the world must move around. But no, it doesn't. It doesn't move around me. It attacks me. Because in a man's world, we vie for alpha. You know, that's the difference. That's the thing. Like, we vie for alpha because it gets us laid. Because our genes want to go, want to perpetuate. And it's like, I think we're... I don't know, man. I don't know. No, it's too much. So this it's thing, not too this much. This thing I, of like I, shadow I, projection, I, but it's the source of our, it's the source of our attraction. So like we, you and I are kind of guys who are the space where it's like, why did we fucking go through so much effort? I, why don't you just not push me to go through so much effort? That would be so much more interesting. Yeah. And their I, thing is like, like why are you going through so much effort not to be an asshole? Are you calling me an asshole? Because you're you're like trying to put your, but it's harder to be nice because all these things come at me and want something Wait, from me. It's harder to be so, nice. It's like it's harder for me to I be nice because people is... take like fuck with me because they expect me, they they think I'm competing with them just by being in the goddamn room. They're like this guy. I got to make him look dumb to be like viable here, viable mate. And so it's just two different experiences. Clashing, I think this is colliding. our soul, man. I just, I'm I I really start questioning sexuality as being outsold man i i genuinely do as much as i like to disinhibit myself sexually and i have and right but when i hear you say that we all want to compete to be alpha in order to get laid i'm wondering if that's something that tv pumped in our heads or that some man just liking to show off pumped into our heads and getting laid is actually a way to show off to all your, towards your other men and feel good about yourself because I know people, right? And not mm -hmm. all men are like that. Oh, we need to get laid. No, maybe less no. than half of them. Yeah. So, so you know, I'm, I'm questioning this theory that <sighs> it's all... <laughs> Look, my thing is, I'm not saying that it should be like that. I'm saying that it's evolved to be like that. I, I when I think about it, it's like it's a, it's the truth is that I've been resigned to by by evolutionary biologists. Yeah, and well, when I look at it biologically, when I look at it psychologically, where our belief is, that's where we find our truths. But also, it's an antiquated system that we're evolved towards because. We've been uncivilized for a lot longer as, as animals than we've been civilized. So, so we, we needed, you needed to vie for the alpha to have 
protection. To but have. that's your truth, man. Can I say that's not my experience at all? I don't see this competition from for the alpha. I don't experience it. It's not my truth at all. Well, I experience it all, like a lot. Like what pe- what women want me to be, and the disappointment when I'm when I'm not it. The disappointment when I'm a nice when I'm a nice guy. I've, I've, I've experienced it loads, and I've been competed with by other guys who know it and who look at me and go, "Hmm, I cannot compete this guy. Like I'm more brutal than he is, like with wit or whatever it is." Yeah, for me, there's no competition because I don't care about fucking that woman. So I don't even see the competition. They can just go fucking. A lot of times, to be honest, I don't care about fucking that woman. But then, like, I get. Hmm. Like, I think there's a lot. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying it exists. Yeah. I'm saying there's a lot of people out there that when a hot person comes to the room, their value hinges on whether or not they register to that person. Yeah. And yeah, and it's not just hotness. I think it's also um, self. Just to have good self-esteem and stuff. Our self-esteem is yeah, even worse. High only when, yeah, only when we're the best in the room, or there's no other okay person there. Yeah, and somewhere <laughs> there's like a good thing about that, and there's a bad thing about that. That's like a, a, a lame way to be motivated to be a better person. And it motivates a lot of people. And it, it, it's the source of a lot of innovation as humans. Um, but I think it's evolved from That's an antiquated... Fine. I think we're at a stage where we're ready to evolve. I think if you don't play that game, you're a sign of evolved, an evolved human who doesn't want to live by like simple survival, predator-prey relationships and, and alpha against a, a world that's dangerous systems. But I think these things served a time when we were like, we're not top of the food chain. We hadn't conquered the elements. And a man anatomically is is more often, I'm not going to say always, but more often geared for for for, 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 for protection. Yeah. For hunting big game animals, for like ruthless. I'm not saying it's it's the constant. I'm just saying, I'm not saying it's the absolute. I'm saying it's 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 what's most often the case. What really changed me is when I took acid when I was 22, maybe, right? I took yeah. loads of acid for, yeah. for, for a while. And it changed me because I felt enlightened. I started feeling my chakras and communi- you know, practicing telepathy with people, with, result- with you know, stuff, feeling, becoming aware of stuff. And suddenly I didn't want to have sex anymore. And I was saying shit like, oh, the seed needs to stay in the flower. I had completely, my interest has shifted. My, I got so rewarded from just my life, ex, just by experiencing life. Mm. That I'm like, I don't want to waste my time in sex. Like, oh, I'm really enjoying myself now. I mean, come on. Mm. Yeah, I hear that. Um, and and now, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking about this a lot, like, what, what times do we live in? On one hand, yes, I'm doing sports. Yes, I want to have strength. Yes, I want to have some leader qualities and, you know, mental strength and whatever's needed. But in the same time, 
I got to be with the times. This is a time of change where we start having the freedom of creating ourselves to not conform to any role, but to, to just go within in this dough is, and become a unique expression of what you want in the world and what I can bring to the world. And my experience can be multidimensional and go beyond all boundaries. And I'm like, well, I want that. I won't do the 1,000 year ago, I need to be off, I need to be much of stuff, because I don't need that kind of survival and perpetuation anymore. Mm-hmm. I have the gift of being like an expressive god, not just the god of sex, but there's so fucking much. Yeah, there's so much we have knowledge over and, and influence over that's like so much more than even like basic physical world that yeah, and now it's everyone can learn this. It and it's so trippy. It doesn't have to be the wizards of the, of the tribe or the shamans or the priestesses or the witches or the... You're right. But... Um, hmm. And that's my thing, and I respect yeah. myself. No, I agree with you, and I think... May, may I? Um... We are interdependent on each other on a deep, deep level because babies would not survive without their parents. That's part of our design. And then later, now that we've, we're, we've conquered the elements, we're the apex predator in, 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 every, in every environment, our survival is still hinged on understanding the system. We've understood it enough to, to, to create electricity, all these comforts, and now we've got to understand it more because we've got to understand how to be responsible with resources. And like, by all means, Earth has evolved a form of conscious life that necessitates knowledge of its surroundings and maturity over that knowledge to exist. We are the Godhead divided trying to observe itself. That is a process of evolution to a next level. And if you're not interested in sex, that's in a sense, I, I, to be honest, I'm way less, I'm more interested in magic and learning my body's potential for things I never thought possible, which start to explain my own reality on a deeper level than most institutions would have us understand. But we didn't ask to be us. It just appeared to us and we're dealing with the baggage that comes along with us as an organism and we're doing what us as an organism does. And proof is in the pudding of what we do. It is to break down, understand, and rebuild from what we know to be our origin, our environment. It is to observe it. And then when we observe our environment, things that never existed before come into cars, houses, you know, we're fucking weird. We are the universe expanding, in a sense, of the potential of what minerals on the planet can become. I mean, all animals are. You know, sea creatures build shells and things like that. We do this weird thing of we're conscious of observing and understanding what's around us and ourselves deeply. Psychology, all this. Like I said, the funny thing to me is that Jung listened to voices in his head. The voices in Jung's head, which came from the evolution of his DNA into a human body, 
are screaming is I think it was you said last podcast. I consider my inner voice to be the voice of my body screamed into my head by what I am. I thought that was amazing. Yeah, fuck. We're screaming to ourselves to observe what we deeply are because, because that's the next stage of evolution. That's us having unnatural impulses in a predator prey relationship. That's us finally realizing that we are ready for harmony. And I love that you say it's with lots of, you know, it's with lots of acid you start to have these realizations. Me, it's with lots of fucking mushrooms. And in one of my deep mushroom, yeah, and in one of my deep mushroom journeys, what came to me is like, we're ready to usher ourselves into retirement, like organism, animals killing each other to survive and need to like do all these dumb games to prove power over something that we don't know if it's independent of its own of its own actions, what it might do to us and what its intentions are for us. Like life, the life force of life of the earth itself is ready to retire from that strategy of continuing life. And we are it. We've come up with the technology for it. We're in a place where our technology should be taking care of us. Robots and computers should be making life easy for us. And when you fucking take drugs, chemicals are ushering us into understanding this. Plants, ayahuasca, marijuana, mushrooms, when we take them, are trying to usher us, this is my, was my image, even the plants, the plants are trying to usher us into retirement from fucking wanting, needing to have power over each other to, to feel good and to find safety. And to, The only power should be for the sake of games. And when games are taken too far, they're not fun. Hmm. You know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, it's great what you said. I, I just want to add, it's not that I'm not interested in sex, but there's so many interesting things. That's not just the only thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should be allowed, you should be allowed to be a human that goes, now it's got equal place in my life with a lot of other things that like, <sighs> give me just as much satisfaction. Yeah, I can blow. My, I blow my mind every day in various ways, without any drugs, of course, or anything. Yeah, yeah, I get. That's when my that's when my libido started to. The, and then I've you know I've been dabbling in sex magic because it gives me a point of view where my energy that creative life force doesn't have to go towards sex. It can be harnessed through sex, and it can go towards other things. And it's like that makes sense because the more I've been educated, the more it's been, the more I haven't been so simply aroused. Simply aroused by life, not just sexually, but by life in general. So there's the, that in a sense is the weight of adulting. It's an addictive pursuit to arousal. But then, I don't know, I, I feel like at a certain age, I don't know, in the same, funny enough, same mushroom journey, I also had the realization that like, oh, this is why we decline in age. Because if certain things in us didn't like, die down in force like our vitality or then we we wouldn't we wouldn't have any maturity over them we'd be stuck as pubescent teenagers hornily hornily rampaging and humping and we wouldn't take beauty in a certain serenity i feel well i felt like my body has its own fail safes in it so i can i can find joy from serenity oh definitely and quality, man. It's not just lower... Quality. It's not just lower libido, but it's a kind of mastery. Like, say, you drank 
really good beer. And yeah. that's your standard. Now, if I go to a place where they have some cheap beer, I'm not so desperate for beer. I like yeah. my quality beer. I can get quality from something else. You're no longer drinking beer because you're insecure. You're drinking beer because you love fucking beer. As particular quality beer, because I respect myself. Yeah. yeah. You, so you respect beer should be pretty respectable. And I respect beer as well, right? But I, I like because you're right, because you respect yourself. So once I've had amazing experience, I've, we, we all feel the energies. Well, I feel the energies of people. I feel the psychologies of people. I feel the outcome between me and another person. So being aware of all of this when I see a person, I won't go to something that I'm not interested in. And exactly, the, the, the other person would like me to flirt back with them. I'm sorry, I, I know where you are. I'm not saying you're worse than me. I'm saying you're not what I'm looking for. Mm. Maybe, or maybe I'm not what you're looking for. Please, you find your own quality and your own energy. And yeah. I don't find so much beer that I like, but I had so high experiences that I just want those. It's as simple as that. Because you pursue, you're curious. Yeah. And from what everything you've told me, you you put in the work. You got straight A's in like studying psychology. Like when you go in, you do quality. So if you were make, I somewhere I gotta assume if you were making the beer, you do quality. Because that's what you. Because like there's no purpose in doing anything else. Yeah. There's no purpose in anything. Yeah. Less. Yeah, somewhere I, I believe there's a thing, there's, a, there's something you got to allow people, is if they earn the standard they live, like, if, if they live by a very high standard and they back it up, then they earn the right to, to covet that standard. It's like, look, I'm leading by example first. You know, what, what else do you want me to do? Like, it takes work to be me. <laughs> like, if I, if I don't qualify for something that took work to do well, then then who does, if not someone who does a lot of work to be them? You know, like, it's going to mean more to me because cause I'm dug into beauty. Yeah, that's what, that, that's, that, that's what I like. You know, that's, that's what rocks my boat. And everybody's free to... I don't want to... I, I want to bring it back. I don't want to put us or make us... Myself, you, you, you can feel as you want. I don't want to make myself or feel superior to others. This is what rocks my boat. This is what I like. Other people might like other stuff. Or they, they don't want to... They don't... What I see as quality, other people may like as a shit. May think it's a shit hobby. That's fine. And they, they have their own... And, and actually, look at, and use, I can use kind of said something like this: of finding the, the the quality in what someone else appreciates, if you even if you don't understand it at first. Surely, if they love something, whatever it is, they love it. You know, if you saw it through their eyes, you'd understand a, a, a way of loving something that is. I great. still respect them. I respect the women or yeah. the men who have loads of sex and they with anybody. Or I'm, I'm just exaggerating, but yeah, in in that sense, whatever. Or the women who want a really macho man. That that's their thing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's funny that um, oh god um, okay I'm going to plug him there's this great there's um, this great uh, podcaster he's a 
polymath. He's a genius, uh, Eric Weinstein, and he was um, he did an interview with um, with Riley Reed. I don't remember her her that's, that's off, but I don't remember her real name. And so he's interviewing someone whose 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 life is um, is is a legal sex worker. That's the way they agreed to phrase it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she agreed to phrase it. She she's like, yeah, so that's what I am. But someone who lives in a in a in a life where they're pushing sex to like to the to the to its extreme, right? They're a professional fucker, you know. And to hear the amount of compassion it's kind of taught her in a strange way, it's like, oh shit. She's like, well, now I know that I can find beauty in just about anyone because my job is to have sex with people that I don't necessarily choose, and I've had mm-hmm. to learn to give. To offer something in in the spectacle of that to to viewers, which seems pleasurable, and and so it's tapping into my own pleasure doing it, you know. And funny enough, she says like because of her job in her private life, she cares not for um, games. She's super transparent because she plays out so many fantasies. She's like, I don't know, in my own time, I just want transparency. And I was like, whoa. That is crazy. That's blowing my mind. And somewhere I was like, it kind of makes sense in this like the way that I even feel nervous about talking about is like a woman's relationship to a prostitute archetype is huge. Like, cause we all have that archetype, right? It's one of the four main archetypes, according to one guy, right? I can't remember his name in which like, and it's not, it's not necessarily related to sex, but it's like exchanging something for something, you know, specifically barter type exchange. It's like my value for this. And she's, taking one of the most intimate things ever and like sells it and then it comes back to like in my private life just want transparency man i'm like wow you that's a healthy relationship with that archetype you know that's like a funny way of conceiving a healthy relationship with that archetype yeah it's uh and uh, it, it also makes me think about embodying various personalities right because as a man, you could be the macho man. You could always be the alpha in the room, right? Yeah. But that means you're stuck in this little circle, which is only alpha. Yeah. And then yeah. you always have to be that. And then, But there's so many things. I can be macho, but I can be also a magician and I can be a psychotherapist and I can be a clown and I can be really feeling emotions and being present and being vulnerable. Yeah. Um, And I can be androgynous and not even care. And androgynous. Not even care for the aspect of masculinity. Or or the people who are really driven and oh, we appreciate the the, the people who are really driven and achievers. But they're just that all the time. Like, I, I... but a lot of really like brilliant people don't. That's what really feeds them. Being an achiever. Yeah, and thank God those people exist. Yeah. Well. Well, sometimes. it's interesting. So, 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 it's interesting. So, so, do you see Elon Musk as an achiever? You know, we both listened to this interview. Um, I, I I wouldn't put him in the achiever category. I put him in no. or or Tesla or Einstein. Passionately curious, passionately curious human being. For me, the achiever is a bit stuck. 
Yeah. As, as you say, passionately curious is a thing. That, yeah, you're there, you're present. You can snap out of it. You can wait and listen. You're not... Um, it's not a compulsion. It's 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 an open choice kind of thing, right? And creating and stuff. Whereas yeah. sometimes the achiever is just repressing everything and it's just, just that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's this... It's this brash just i don't know but i'm fueled by winning like uh, yeah i've met those people and they're, they're kind of directionless and like those are the people that i think sometimes are like uh, they'll build whatever a, 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 an, an empire against whatever hurt them <laughs> you know and they'll make it noble they'll make it noble they'll force its nobility you know but you're right someone like an albert einstein an elon musk Maybe a Nicholas Tesla. There's almost something. A Gandhi, um, uh, Martin God. Luther King. There's there's also something, almost something, like male maternity. In that. A mother like, Teresa. Well, let's stick with men because this is an interesting. Let's one. stick with men. Okay, yeah. Because we're that's what we are. Um, and this male maternity in the point where in, 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 in the aspect like that these men are not trying to win against other men through the virtue of their ideas. They're trying to offer something to humanity that we can't, we don't have kids. We can take care of kids, but also this like, there's a kind of maternal male aspect to it in that like they're trying to offer something to save the maximum amount of kids, you know, to make the maximum amount of lives provision for yeah it's uh, yeah it's it's beautiful it's beautiful beautiful. yeah there's a different drive there than than the drive of the achiever or the macho or the alpha or the yeah it's serving the world around you it's serving it through either through curiosity or through knowing what you see in it and knowing what you can give to the rest of the world with it. And, and it comes from the heart rather than from playing a game. Yeah. It doesn't come from power, at least. Mm. It doesn't come from wanting power over anything. It comes from noticing the power around you and going... Of being superior. Like, it, there's a kind of a worship aspect to it. I want to know its secrets. And like listening to it intensely to get those secrets, which is what science usually is, is it's a kind of letting it inform you of its alchemy, letting it inform, letting it inform you of its mystical processes. There's a kind of devotedness to it in it. Dude, are there more subjects you have on adulting? Let me look at my notes. So I think we've, we've, we've covered a lot in personality. Yeah, we've and, um, gone way further and beyond, and it's great. Oh, I, you know, stuff that was past, like I kind of want to bring up Jung's notion of... Um, oh, God, I should have written it down. Hmm. No, I didn't write it down, so... Um, God, these are words that are so available, like all day long to me, and now when I need them, it's like. That's fine, man. Trust your unconscious. If they don't come, they don't come. The pure energy and the opposite is pure and scenic. Pure and scenic energy. So the pure energy is like 
the young soul, the vital soul, the learning, the growing, the and the pure, the senic energy is the king, the the teacher, the knower, the older, the elder with the knowledge. And Jung had this thing of like, well, I don't know if it's Jung. I read this guy James Hillman, of that it's part of the nature of pure. And these two energies battle within us. So I kind of look at it as the inner child and the adult. Um, but it's the it's of the nature of the pure energy to eventually behead the senic energy. To behead, oh Jesus, to behead the Senec figure, but only to then become the next Senec, only to then become the next Senec and, and, and have another pure energy. And they both live in knowledge of this beheading as like an inevitable, like the energies mm -hmm. live in a knowledge of this, this inevitable beheading. So are you saying, so, are you saying that the child wants to become the king? The child's destiny is to be taught. Be and become the king. Well, kind of. King is like an archetype of the Senec, but it's not just king. It's teacher, adult. It's the elder. It's the elder wisdom, which tends to be more conservative. And pure is to learn its ways and then behead it and then create new life again through, through death. Yeah. And um, I, when I did ayahuasca, I had this huge revelation because I was battling with the sense of am I accomplished as an adult at my age? And I saw myself... I saw a classroom with the students and the teacher and the kids see life as a game and the teacher has taken the game too seriously. But they, but somewhere there's a bigger game to be had in taking certain games seriously. And so like that thing of there's a bigger game to be had in taking certain games more seriously is the space in the middle. And I felt like, I am the classroom. I am the colliding of these two different philosophies, these two different modes of view in life. Like I am the middle. Who I am is the, I am the fight between these two. I am the tension between these two. Mm, and I indeed. felt that. And I felt I'm the classroom then. Like, I can't relate to like, that. Ah, that's why uh, we're all everything. You know, it's like. I can't relate. Dude. I feel like approaching the end. Yeah. And I'm okay. not I'm, I'm not talking about taking my own life. Yeah. <laughs> I had the Kool-Aid ready. <laughs> my, 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 my geeky jokes. Um, it's so, been two, two hour fifteen, man. We've done pretty pretty good. It's been well, great. I'm so, yeah, I'm so glad you pushed to, to do this topic. Uh, I hope people understand us and things were messy. I don't know. <sighs> um, is there something that we want to leave people with before we end? And also, yeah, first that. Let's take it like that. Is there something? I just, just swear words come to mind. Fuck you. Fuck you, suck my dick, eat my asshole, <laughs> dingleberries, reign supreme. Like, I don't know, I just go into retard, like, sorry, I can't say that. I just go into this infantile, stupid, like, oh, I don't know, question, pressure, ah, swear words. That was very fun. You said loads of great things, man, and letting go of something you know to learn something new. I, I like that, and I wrote it down. But, okay, I'm going to say this, like, this is, this is crazy, I wanted to put it into a joke, because I'm always like, 
how can I bring a bit to comedy where I like give existential angst? And I, I try to build a bit about this notion of like at 33, what I've learned yeah. is that my design as a human being is to never be sure about anything that I thought five years later. Uh, and that's going to be for my life. That's, I'm pretty sure that's what happens all throughout life. So like, you can't know this when you're 10. That's why you think you know it all. But then by the time you're like 30, 40, if you've been listening to life properly, you go, oh, I've either discarded a million things that I thought true 10 years ago, or I believe them still, but I, they don't mean the same thing anymore. They mean something completely different. I thought I understood what that meant. Now I understood what that meant. And I feel like, but that's happened forever, consistently. So that means it's going to still happen in three, five, 10 years. It's like, oh, so I don't know anything. And I'll never know anything. You know what you know now. I know what. <laughs> Boom. Oh, God. And that's all you can ever be sure of. And that's why it's all a game. Play, guys. Play on. Play, Play on, on right? children. Um. Yeah, man, that's awesome. That's awesome. Do we want to say something about what we want to do the next episode on? Oh, fuck. I'm going to have to come up with new material. I've crammed so many of my things that I wanted to say in this one thing. You didn't match. I was like, ah, here's an opening. I got a bunch of words I can say. So it'll it'll be fresh. The next episode will be fresh. It will be fresh. It'll be the void. It'll be the true void. Void runners. If anybody has ideas, write them in the comments. Yeah, if you want these two idiots to hash something out, please give us, please give us your topics and give us a week and like let us see what we got. Yeah, if you like this, if you like this, if we, these two imbeciles were entertaining and um, you want to throw more fodder, more chum into the water, or start us into the void, give us, give us, give us, please feed us and challenge us. Yeah. If there's a topic you want to come up with and you want me to interview you, let's go. I'd say that too, because that's kind of what this came out of. But no, but you, you, you great. Like, you, oh man, this is great. I had so much fun. And and you push this, yeah, this is just so much fun. It's good to, all right. <sighs> all right, sons. It's like maybe my father's listening. All right, Oi. kids. See you in the next episode. Catch, catch, yeah, catch you on the flip side. I feel like I'm boring now. Like I have nothing cool to say in the end. So. Oh, fucking I, do it. I, stay, stay with that feeling for a week. Stay with this feeling. I'm really boring. I like. I do magic. I scratch, and I fucking come up with things. Dude, nothing dude. interesting here. <laughs> You not know? Can we? Can we stop? Can we take? Can we do this for a second? You've inspired me constantly, and every time I hear about all the things that you like, dude, you don't want to talk about the things in which you're interested. I'm like, True. let's talk about magic, and you're like, I don't know. I feel like I'm always the magic guy. It's like, okay, so then remain like not interesting because you're not going to talk about the things you like. You're like. 
the Boston, you know? Like, Jesus. I told you this. You do the things that I wish I could be resigned to. You, you've done them naturally. That's been your most natural. You suffer from imposter syndrome. Yeah. You suffer from imposter syndrome because you think you're not going to say anything new to anyone. You don't want to talk about the things you know most easily. True. Yeah. Got me. Because every time I hear, I'm like, Ugh. I feel dumb. When we have conversations outside the podcast, I feel dumb caring to tell you about my explorations of things. Like, in terms of, like, the deeper knowledge, the, the magic, the... My thing is I have thoughts, rational thoughts along science and stuff like this. That's... I don't have... Ugh. But... But... I don't want to make anybody feel dumb. Look, um... Uh, my cousin... Posted me this great quote from... Oh, what's his name? The actor from Interstellar. Um, um, pretty boy from the South. Um, Matthew McConaughey. This quote from Matthew McConaughey. Um, oh, God, it doesn't apply. And I'm done too, so I guess it's even. There's loads of shit that yeah. other people do. And exactly. Like, uh, what's that? Yeah. You ever felt like you were smarter than you're like with some guy who's just really good at something? Like, like, and they always look at you like, yeah, and they look at you like you're dumb. And then one day you sit down when you need their help, and you're like, oh yeah, I am dumb. Oh yeah, because sure. I can't like, because look how good your life is from knowing how. Like, I'm pretty dumb. All right, all right, uh, I shut up now. Uh, or some programmer, or whatever it is, you know, some some business strategist. Some, you know. Yeah. I feel like if I'm not talking, if I'm not having interesting conversations I'm giving to people, I'm not good at anything else. So, like, I'm a waste. I'm a waste of time if I'm not doing that. (laughs) Please find this interesting guy. Save me. (laughs) Please. I, I have... I had this all all the time with me to adjust your brain in case you go off to be like. Are you better? Ah, just a notch. Ah, oh, oh, I fucked it up. <laughs> Shit! I killed Pierre, guys. You've seen it. Now. That is some magic. Ah! What are we talking about? Chicks. Chicks, man. I love them. If you're a chick and you're out there, I love you, baby. Yeah, man. So I'm gonna, dude. I studied so many therapies and so many healing modalities that I fucking didn't know what to believe anymore. Right? Like I, I, and I took two years off to to kind of figure out what the 
fuck because I wanted to know what really works and then everything really works and nothing really works and is, is it my energy or is it the method or is it both and anyway and and so and, and am I right or is somebody else right oh and you're both right but who's at the higher level but is there a higher level um, so Dude, can I can I interview you on this next for next episode? I don't know if I'm ready. I didn't know if I was ready for today. I kept going like, oh shit. Oh, yeah, I gotta dude. drink some coffee. I feel lazy today. Ah, oh, maybe I should, can't. I had uh, and I was like, I just kept seeing your yeses in, in WhatsApp, like bold yes, and I was like, dude, he's doing the yes thing. He's just saying yes. It's like, fuck, I gotta say yes now, man. Stop being a bitch. Just say. Say yes. I was like, "Well, this—that's the best I can do. I'm just gonna say yes." Uh, I don't know. Even even as I say, "Can I interview you?" About I'm like, "Oh God, I gotta do as good a job as Amar now of interviewing." It's like I don't know, but like, to, like hopefully. Dude, I love interviewing people, man. I'm okay. curious, man. I wanna, I wanna know, like. Hmm. I wanna good. hear. That's good. Guys, if you want to do an interview with this guy, like, look, he brings out the best in you. It's great. I want to interview him. It's, I'm going to have to learn how. I'm going to have to learn how to listen because I'm such an arrogant bastard face. Like, uh, like, I don't know. I'm on an interview. By the way, here's a joke. Exactly. That's the douchebag that I am. Exactly. This is why, this is why I don't make friends. Yeah, man, tell more jokes. Oh. Yeah, dude. I just want to throw a bucket on my head. Um, okay. So let's do the uncomfortable thing. Let's, let's, let's do that. Do let's do that. Thank you. Let's, that, let's both just itch in our skin for the next episode. Just well, like, uh, I don't know. Uh. Yeah, good. 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 Okay, so we'll be talking about Amara's journey through. Curiosity, magic, science, psychology, the life of work that is a long failure and success. Oh yeah. God, that's so much more brave. Like Jesus. All right, yeah, do it. Okay, space cadets, voice runners, over and out. Over and out. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>